All right, welcome all to this week's episode of I Hate My Friend Sports Team podcast. I'm Jonathan. What's up, JJ? Here with David. What's up? We are. How y'all doing? We got a great episode today for you guys. We're doing top seven players in the world, and then we're going to have some arguments on those players. So, uh, David, how are you feeling today? I'm feeling good, man. How are you doing? Wow, I'm ready to I'm ready to get into this. I think uh, our first episode was great. We were largely aligned, but limited fireworks. So I think we're gonna we're probably gonna have our biggest uh, NBA argument uh, on on this episode today. So I'm excited. One of them, one of them, one of them until we get to that. So look, guys, we're gonna go top seven players in the world today. What he thinks, what I think. Next episode, we're going straight into East versus West, something that I'm very passionate about, something that Jade is very passionate about. We're finally going to have our good friend Jason Vent, who you've heard his name, going to join us. He's going to talk because he's a big East guy. We're big West guys. So uh, that'll be the next episode, just putting that out there. God bless y'all. Let's go. All right, cool. So jumping into top seven. Um, David, I figure I'll go first, and then uh, we can go go from there. All right. So coming in at number seven, I've got, so technically I had a tie. Uh, I had a tie here between KD, Kevin Durant, and Jason okay. Tatum. So Wait, so um, who are you going with? I'm going, I'm going at the end of the day, I'm going with KD. So Smart. I got Kevin Durant over Tatum uh, slightly, and I think the big differentiator there is Tatum just has too many games where uh, he'll look he'll look like a top five player in the world, and then he'll the next game will come out and look like a top forty player in the world. And I think that inconsistency, um, Katie. You know, we talked about it first episode a little bit slower this year potentially, right? But his, right. his games have been great. Um, I think I think he's um, declined a little bit, but I've got him over over Tatum in the slightest. Tatum's also a robot. All of his movements, motions, set up into shots is so robotic. Like I feel like there's no like smoothness to his game with jumper okay. like sometimes does that make yeah. sense like, yeah. like it, it all just feels like very robotic in how he gets in don't get me, don't get me wrong he's one of the best players in the world um yeah. but uh he's got to prove it in big playoff games yeah in big playoff games and he has a few you know he had the 45 with a 45 point game yeah in games six or seven i can't remember which game yeah. um but i mean he's had so many duds uh, i'm with you on that all right keep going on your list i like kd at seven Okay, so Katie at seven, number six. I got his teammate Devin Booker. So this Good one. Good for you. Listen, you, guys. Listen, guys. No, 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 no. Listen. This guy argued for me with for years. All right, that that Devin Booker wasn't even a top ten player. All right, now he's finally coming around. I like it. I like it. I like it. Good. Good for you. I think for me, I think Booker had to kind of earn that spot. And you know, to your point, right? Like uh, this isn't something I take lightly, right? Like Booker's a guy. He's. Uh, I'm a Mavericks fan. He's a Suns guy, and and him and Luca have that battle, right? I'm I'm programmed to not like him, but his his playoff run last year, he's smooth, uh, best shooting guard in the world. Uh, can kind of score at all three levels. Um, he can turn Easy. on his defense when he wants to. I think um, I think KD's kind of handing the keys over a little bit to him this year, and I think he's hurt right now, but I think he's um, I think he's really taking a leap. So I have him at six. Uh, I like him better Smart. than Tatum. Um, what do you what, what do you think about that? No, I mean, I, I like it. Um, Booker's one of my favorite guys. You know that. Um, I watched him at Kentucky with Calipari. I, I love everything about him. He's a master of the drag screen, master of the high pick and rolls. He understands just really how to manipulate any defender. Again, all three-level score, three-tier score. Um, master of the floater, master of the fade, leaner. He can shoot it any which way, shoot off a back pedal. He can shoot off a step back. 
He can get into a step back going left, going right, contested shooter. He, he can do it all. Like, I'm with you. I've always thought this, even going back, again, to Kentucky where I've seen glimpses of it. Um, yeah. Love love Devin. One of my favorite guys, really. Um, all right, so Devin, six. You have Katie, seven. All right, number five. Let's get to the top five. Top five. All right, so top got? five. I've got Joel Embiid uh, coming in at number five. Oh, so. my God, the MVP at five. Uh, listen. Guys, also, this guy hates the 76ers. He, and one of our friends, Jason Vent, he's a diehard Philly guy. We hate our friend's sports teams. He really hates Philly. We love that about him. Good for you, Walsh. Yeah, that's right. That's right. As a Dallas fan, you know, you got the, the, the Cowboys and the Eagles, so we hate Philly naturally. And then, uh, you know, I, I, I do want to kind of defend myself. I don't hate the Sixers naturally, right? Uh, they're not the Mavericks rival or anything, but uh, living up to the, spot, uh, the, the podcast name, right? We have a friend that's a Sixers fan, so we got to hate him. But, uh, no, I think – My thing – my thing is this. Okay, is so this. What, what my thing is, is like, that's the, that's the MVP from last year. What did he not show you over the course of that time? I'm, I'm assuming the playoffs where Horford absolutely locked him up for four straight games. Is that what you're telling me? It It is. I think, you know, you and I have talked about this. I think Embiid on his own is an incredible player. I mean, can kind of do it all from the big man position, right? Um, but... His lack of postseason success is the big driver yeah. for me. He's never been to a conference finals. Uh, yes, he's an MVP, but um, you know he's finished top three in the MVP the last three years and probably deserved one in there. Um, but lack of postseason success. The other the other guys on in my top four have all made at least the conference finals, and I think okay. they're just as good. So, so that's that, it for that me. brings us to that brings us to a new topic. Like, are we going and? Obviously, we're doing this on the fly. We're making this talk organic. Like, are we doing like resume combined with skill combined with stats? Like, I'm doing a little bit of all three. Most of mine is eye test. I'm not gonna lie to you. With a little bit of resume and playoff success. Okay. But like to me, to me, I, yeah. I, I'm gonna give you the Embiid argument, pro Embiid argument. You ready? James Harden. Do yep. we know enough about him now? Do we know enough about James Harden? The 2022, 2023 version of James Harden. That's who he had. All right, so we always talk about who Embiid had. Let's talk about it. All right, next, Ben Simmons at the end of that Philly run. Okay. Enough said. Enough said. Those were and, – and, and then he had Jimmy Butler for a hot minute. Okay, like that is who he had. Oh, let, let's, let's go further. Again, I'm a fan of this guy. I'm a fan of this guy. But Brett Brown, that was one of his coaches. He hasn't had a job since he left Philly. No one's picked him up for a head coaching job. No one's bring him, brought him on an interview since then. And then we already know one of the worst coaches of all time. We think, I don't care what y'all think about it, not Doc Rivers. Um, That's right. So just, I want you to just put that into perspective, what he's had with him. It hasn't okay. been, it hasn't been very good complimentary pieces. Yeah. Do you, so, believe, do you agree with that? I, so two, two, I'm going to answer that in two, two ways. The first okay. is, um, I do hear your points that Doc Rivers has, you know, the most, blown three two series leads of all time um i don't think he did any favors with that roster but think about this lineup you had jj reddick jimmy butler okay. ben simmons Joel he had, Embiid, he had, okay i understand and, and, and tobias Tebow, harris who I, who, I, who, I, who I honestly think is overrated and, and i do too Tob contract terrible i think his game is is okay um not worth his contract he, he he's a He's a $23 million a year guy, not a $40 million a year guy. Okay, he's way over a way overpaid. Um, and he just doesn't understand, it. like, like 
I think Jason will tell you this too. We keep bringing this guy's name up. You'll see him next episode. We keep bringing this up, but he's right on this point. He said to me before, Tebow's not a fourth option. He gets going in rhythm when he gets shots. He gets to his spots. Like when you just sit him in the corner for 50% of the possessions, he can't get into any rhythm. And that's just not who he is. Um, so I think Tebow's overrated. I think they overpaid him. That's on Elm Brand. Second thing is this. Like to me, they had Jimmy Butler for three months. It's hard to get a player right off the, the midseason trade deadline and just grow that chemistry. And so, I mean, I, That's again, I, 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 that, I know where you're going. That team was good, but they were only together for two and a half months, Jonathan. Like, I, I don't – I just don't – it wasn't enough time. It wasn't enough time for them to click. That's fair. So, you know, I, I agree that maybe, maybe the fits have been awkward, right? Harden, you know, he had, he, Harden really struggled, right, in the East Conference um, semifinals against the Celtics. I think he went 4 of 16 in game six. And then Tobias Harris went one of seven, right? And then Harden right. went three of 11 in game seven. Like, uh, that's not fully on Embiid. But right. here's here's my point. And this was the second point back that I was going to give you to your pro Embiid argument. Okay. Last year at this time, you told me, if you're the best player in the world or you're a top three player in the world, Jokic, yep. go out there and get to a conference finals, right? That's what I, you told me. Go, I agree. go make a finals. I agree. Like, I know. I think we need to have that same level that same criteria for MB. I agree. I agree. To I not make agree. a conference finals and you're you're on the wrong side of 30 at this point, like you're you're gonna get bumped down. You can't be higher than than five because the other guys have at least done that. I understand. With with, with subpar rosters compared to the Sixers. I understand. I and, and I'm not taking anything away from that argument. I do want to say that he's got he's gotten to the semis a lot. It's not like he's been bounced from the first round all the time. He always Fair. gets the semis. Um I, I just think to me, fair. I, I, I'm not going to push back too much on Embiid because I saw him get absolutely taken out of his game from Horford last year. 1v1, no doubles, no double sent, no, no cross doubles, nothing. Um, so I also don't think he has improved too much passing out of a double team quicker out of the post, mid post. Um, I think he sells too much for his jump shot. I also think the game is not as geared towards him as much simply because he can't use his shoulder bump. Like, you can put, like, for, for instance, they put Marcus Smart on him last year. At what point in the world of basketball are we going to put a guy who weighs 215 pounds on a guy who weighs 270, and we can't back him down without them flopping and taking a charge every single rep? Like, he, Embiid would, would, would be so much better in, like, 2003. He would be the best player in 2003, hands down. The best player in the world in 2003, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Everyone, so I'm hoping that anti-flopping rule this year helps him going forward. Um, but I, I'm okay with that. Okay, so you got KD seven, Booker six, Embiid five. Let's roll. I think I already know who your number four is. I'm gonna guess it, and I absolutely hate it that he's 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 here. Steph Curry number four for you. Steph Curry's number four. I absolutely hate you. Okay, we're gonna be all right. Go ahead. Go ahead. So so here's and 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 I'll defend myself a little bit because I know exactly oh what God. you're gonna say. So my God, man. Number number four is Steph. Um, this is similar to, to the number this seven is... I had, where I had KD and Tatum tied. I have Luca and Steph tied here. And I'm going to give the nod this year Why? to Luca. Why? Why? Why is because I think this year is the year that Luca really steps into the expectations. He starts off the season well. He's going to go out and get that MVP. Steph is a year older. So, so, so you're putting projections into this. You're putting age and projections into this. I, I am. And, and, and you're, you asked a, a good question earlier. Is it resume? Is it this year? Is it, you know, what is it? I would say it's a mix. And 
I'm giving the nod to Lucas solely on where I think they're going to perform this year. I'm going to put a James Harden quote to you. You already know what it is. And it's the truest about him more, than so, more so than anyone. Steph Curry, since Davidson, is the system. Steph Curry maneuvers and shifts forces d- different defensive coverages and gravitational pulls from the backside uh, defenders more than any single person in basketball. Like literally, I want to say maybe ever, maybe since like big guys, like since like Will and like Bill Russell and, and, and Kareem and, and things of that nature, he affects the game just standing still. No one else does that. No one else has that pull. All right. So that being said, um, too important. He's more important than Luca on the court. I'm putting that out there. And I like his pace more. I'm going to get to Luca. All right. Okay. It, it, Luke, Steph will always go above Luca to me. Always. He, even, his, even his numbers this year are, are eerily similar at, at age 35 than Luca is in his prime. I'm going to put that out there again. I think that should be a benefit and a pro towards Steph. Steph won a title and, and won it for his team. And his second best player was a rundown clay, a, a really rundown Draymond. Okay, that was his top. T- and you can throw in Andrew Wiggins. He had a good finals. Um, he took that team and, and, and won a title. All right, so and, – and I think the last thing is Steph just won a, a world championship, man. He just won another finals MVP. He just carried his team with a rundown clay, a rundown Draymond, and a pretty good Andrew Wiggins as your number two. Andrew Wiggins is your number two. All right, so here's another argument. I can – listen, I can maybe argue Steph at one. I'm dead serious, man. I'm – after all the guys I have, who can I argue for number one? Steph really came to my mind. I'm being serious. Steph really came to my mind. Uh, four rings. He's done it all. He's got MVP, unanimous MVPs, scoring titles, best shooter of all time. Like, dude, I can go on and on and on. He's still killing. He just had the the most points in game seven until Tatum, I think, broke it last year. So, like, for me personally, uh, so I, I just kind of go back to you know, he has been the catalyst for his team. He beat Jokic with, the, with the, that squad just last year. I think I think gentlemen sweep. I want to say it was four one, and, and Jokic got one game. I get it. No Jamal Murray. Get it. huge. I totally understand. That shows you kind of where that team is at without Jamal Murray. It shows you where it's at. Yeah. Uh, my thing is this: Steph is the only guy I can argue for number one. That's not number one. That I can. That's down the list. Um, I think it's. I think it's almost asinine to have an American basketball player that far down the list uh, at four. Okay, so you got Steph at four. So go ahead and put Luca at number three. Go ahead. So, yeah, and let me just let me just jump back to the Steph argument really quickly. Oh, my bad. I, do, do your thing. I, I think I, I think as you get into these top five, I just want to make this clear that like I think the the difference among you know two, three, four, five for me is very small. Um, I think it can change. To your point, I think Steph is Steph was really hard because I think Steph, I could have easily put number three. And in fact, I, I think probably there's a there's a small bit of Homer uh, pick here with, with Luca going up number three, and I'm okay with that. Now I do wanna okay. I do wanna just say like you know, jumping Golden State in and to the Denver Golden State series two years ago. Like sure. yes, they were missing Murray. They were also missing Michael Porter Jr. They also had no wing defenders. Their best their their top six lineup was Jokic, Monte Morris, Will Barton, uh, Aaron Gordon. Um, I, I'm forgetting the other two. Basically, uh, I think it was Austin Rivers. Like you, most of those guys aren't even in the NBA anymore, right? 
And I understand. You think about the team that they've now put around him, KCP, a healthy Jamal Murray, a healthy Michael Porter Jr. It was truly Jokic and G leaguers, or out of the NBA player. Oh, currently out of the don't NBA. say G leaguers. Oh my versus, gosh. Versus Steph, right? And the Warriors, when they had Wiggins playing great, they had Looney playing great, Draymond, Clay, you know. the Looney. These guys so. sound so good. These guys sound so good, all right, when they're next to Steph. Not, uh, they are, uh, but you know where I'm going. Like, they are not, they would not play to that level elsewhere. Steph's, Steph's gravity it, and Steph's system insanity. is the best in the league, and I, I do agree with you. I would even argue, like, Draymond, absolutely fantastic defender, one of the best defenders we've had in the NBA in the last 30 years, right? Clay, one of the best shooting guards we've had over that time frame, one of the greatest shooters ever. Those guys, though, without Steph's system and gravity, I, I think are not as good, right? They're not as good as 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 they are around Steph, and he builds right. the other guys up. I would agree with that. So then, can I have a little bit? I'm sorry. Can I have a little bit more pushback on the Steph Luca thing? Because I, sure. I I firmly believe Steph is better than Luca. To right now and that okay. can change like you said i agree with that that it's very minute but to me to me personally um steph, steph to me it's like when you think of a player that has as much accomplishments as he has and is still doing it almost at the same level of what he's doing at this age it's it's incredible it's it's almost LeBronish, at kind of what he's doing. I, I'm very impressed by LeBron this this and last year. Believe Great. it or not, very impressed. Um, and and another thing is this: Steph Steph now at this age has a kind of similar build and body to Luca. They kind of have, he's thickened out a little bit. He's got a little a little not he's, he's you know how he's super thin. Now he's not chubby, but he's a little thicker and he's a little stronger in the chest. Um, but his pace, he's twitchier, quicker handle. Everything is faster paced, but he can also slow it down to his tempo if he wants. Luca plays at one tempo, and it's that it's that slow probing tempo. All right, I know what you're going to say. He's trying to pick up the pace a little bit more this year. I like that. I've been saying it for years. Yeah. He needs to, okay? Because I'm tired of him playing at the end of shot clocks. Steph doesn't, man. Steph doesn't need the ball in his hands. Steph is a more complete player. I'm being honest. He's a way more complete player. And he's turned himself into a good defender the past four years, with, again, with a stronger body. Something that Luka has yet, we have yet to see from Luka. Okay? And, and I, don't get me wrong. I love Luka. He's high on my list. I want you to know that. Um, I, I had him, I had the Mavericks in the finals last year, guys. That's how much I believed in Luka. I oversold a year, I'm hope, I think a year too early, after that Western Conference Finals appearance. And, um, I, I don't I don't think to me personally I think the top three are here, and then you got four, and then kind of the rest, right there. Um, you and you'll see my list next, but I, I I don't have no argument. I had no trouble thinking between Luke and Steph, and and no, he's your boy. Luke is your boy. I like the pace. I like the twitchiness. I like the shot creation more. Um, we know Luke is going to do that that step back going left. We we know he likes that between misdirection going left. Um, and he can do it all, man. Don't get me wrong. Don't you know he uses his body so well, better than Steph. Okay, he uses his body better than Steph. He can post up better than Steph. So he has his things that he can do better too. I just think Steph's a way more complete player, man. I think he's better off the ball. I think he's better defensively. I, I think he is a more complete system than Luca. But if you can argue Luca, I'm not gonna. I'm not going to get like frustrated. But um, I am going to push back like I did. Um, but go ahead. So your top. Luca, obviously, go ahead. 
My yeah, num- no, you're good. Number three is Luca, and I think your your point about slow pace um, usage and defense, I think, are all fair. Um, right. I think those are Luca's downsides. It, and again, similar to 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 your point, I'm not going to be frustrated if we have Steph at you know three or four. Um, yeah, yeah, I understand. Either either way, I think I think I was I was buying Luca's uh, faster pace this year. Um, I think he'll turn up the defense a little bit. Um, I think, I think the usage is going to come down with Kyrie on the team. And I think they've got a better roster is the big thing. I I think the roster construction for the Mavericks, the last few years, when you look at what Lucas had to play with versus the other guys above him, and I would argue even Embiid, uh, Booker, Tatum, the Mavs have had the worst roster around a top seven guy of anyone that I'm listing by far. It's not even particularly close. When you think about Reggie Bullock and Dwight Powell as two of your starters, uh, compared to, other these guys, you know. Hey, don't get me wrong. I went to the we, you know, we went to the Dallas Mavericks uh, Utah Jazz playoff game two years ago, right before they split the uh, my Jazz up. Um, Reggie Bullock had the hottest playoff streak of, of all, and then he fell off immediately. 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 Immediately, it was wild. I was like, dude, have you, did you stop shooting in the off season? Are you not on the shooting machine? What are we doing here? Um, North Carolina guy, so I love Reggie Bullock, but um, exactly, you know, he, he fell off, man. I mean, it I'm was... what teams are you on? He's on the Rockets, averaging one point one rebound and one assist per game. Think about that. So when you yeah, that, when you think, that leads to your argument. Yeah, no, so okay. And and to your point, and and I love Reggie. I mean, you, that 2021 run where he was guarding, you know, everyone, right? He was yeah, he was yeah, guarding no, he Booker and job. Paul, and he was making six seven Donovan threes Mitchell. a game. Donovan Mitchell, and then yeah. I don't know if we wore him out, right? Playing him 38, 40 minutes, and he had to do it on both sides of the ball. And but after that, Maybe. he forgot. He almost didn't look like the same person, and right. Um, and we're not going to turn this into a Reggie Bullock. No, <laughs> we're no, we're not. Middle, middle Reggie Bullock. That's what yeah. you guys want out there. All right, but you know, it, I I agree. I do think Luca needs more help roster construction, and and we're going to get to we're going to get to my Mark Cuban take sometime. I have a, a major Mark Cuban take. We'll get to it at some point, which we'll get to that. I'm glad you're saying all these things. So, um, but yeah, I know I, I can see that. I understand that. It's a good point. Um, Go ahead and get to your top two. Um, what's your number two? Top two is Giannis. I'm going with Giannis as number two. Two is Giannis. So, okay. So Jokic and, one. And, and Jokic one. So that's that's my top two. I figure I'll save okay. I'll save the reasonings for for those. But um, yeah, I'm we'll curious what I'm curious what what you're thinking at this point after my list. I, I like your list. Obviously, I'm pushing Steph way. I'm pushing Steph up. Um, okay. I'm pushing Steph up. Embiid uh, Luca is a real argument. A real argument just because one guy got one round farther one year i don't think it i i still want to you still want to look at that luca Embiid, i think is a real argument um something i think jason will push back on next episode because i think he'll we'll talk to him about this stuff um let's see i love booker i love that Booker's in your top seven i can't believe you put him in there um love that um i got no real pushback except for lucas steph uh questioning Embiid a little bit um and then obviously, um, you got Jokic one, and you've been on the Jokic bandwagon since 2021. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna give you your cred. You, you've said since 2021. He said, that, he said that he's been a top player in the in the world for two years, which at the time I didn't believe. Uh, I just, I didn't think he was top two two years ago. I didn't think it was last year, and I still don't think it's this year. I still have Giannis number one. Okay, now, like you, like you. Uh, you called the 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 Jokic thing, Jokic thing, excuse me, uh, two years ahead of time, 
in 2019, when, when Kawhi was actually in discussion for this thing, um, I saw, I was watching a lot of Giannis. I love Giannis. I, I love his versatility. I love the dynamics of him. Um, I, I don't think we've ever seen anything like him before. And that, and what, and in 2019, he showed not the totality of 2019, but he showed flashes where I was like, that's the best player in the world. I've, I've never seen anything like this. That is the best player. But I couldn't put him there because it's just like he doesn't have the resume, the background. He doesn't have it there yet. Um, it wasn't until like, until like 2020 where I was like, okay, it's him. He he is the best player. So we were both a little bit ahead of schedule on this. We, we disagree, and we'll get to that. I'm going to get to my top seven, okay? And uh, I'm not too far from you. I got a little surprise at seven for you, all right? Okay. I think we're going to get a lot of pushback on this. Number seven, I have LeBron, man. I still, I, I know you hate it. I know you hate it, and you can you can say your points. I was really impressed with him last year getting the Western Conference Finals. Um, his his stats at on on year twenty are unmatched or unheard of. Uh, the fact that he could get him to the Western Conference Finals with the team he had impressed me. And I'm a, again, I'm a MJ guy. We'll get to that combo one time. Uh, I do think MJ is, is, slight, is slightly better than LeBron. Um, we'll get to that. But I still have LeBron seven. Even this year, he's averaging 25, 9, and 5 um, in, lim- in somewhat limited minutes in some of the games. I think he's at 35 minutes. Again, shoot, I can't lie. He's top seven in minutes in the league right now. But he's, a, he's still efficient. Efficient doing these things. Now he's shooting bad numbers again. Um, and I also think he's got legendary stats where he can get calls. And that, to me, puts him in the top seven because he's going to get to that foul line, man, and he's going to get the whistle. Uh, and he can also bully his way to the rim, create contact better than anyone. Um, uh, when he goes downhill, it's almost impossible to stop him still. Um, and he's always going downhill. They place him in the midcourt, uh, the midcourt line. They like to get him like kind of even to the hash mark uh, right above the three-point line and go, and we're going to space it around you, and you, you drive that middle and that transition break. I still got LeBron seven. It was tough because I had Shea at ten, Tatum at eight, Booker at excuse me, uh, Booker at nine, Tatum eight. So we both didn't have Tatum in the top seven, which I believe is going to get a lot of pushback. I hope in the YouTube comment section, please comment. Um, but I have LeBron above Tatum still. So so hear me out. And this is this I did the old switcheroo. Did the old switcheroo. Switch out LeBron. Put LeBron on the Celtics with that talent and put Tatum on the Lakers. I think the Lakers, okay, stay the same. I don't think they get worse. I don't think they get necessarily better. I think they stay relatively the same, all right? I think the, I think the Celtics get to the finals again, and I think because LeBron has the intangibles, the experience, and, the, and just all these different types of things, a more, just a, really honestly, a more consistent player like you already, like you already spoke to, I got LeBron over Tatum still in year 21. I do, man. I, I I don't want to say it, but I, I have him at seven. Um, I with comments. You know, I you said I would hate the pick. I don't hate the pick. I don't hate the pick. I okay, good. I think LeBron. See, see, this is another thing for me. Is I had Katie and Tatum tied at the seven spot. I have Shea and Jimmy uh, up at kind of tied for eighth or whatever you want to call it, right? And I have LeBron and Kai uh, and Kawhi next so that means i have katie tatum shay jimmy lebron and Kawhi, all within like a super close seven to what's that 12 or 13 hey, hey and so, so that means so that means i'm not going to try to spoil anything we have the same top 11 then which is wild that we, that's we have the same top 11 then 
if that's what there you have. Because I have Kawhi 11. There it is. So, so wait, did you have Jimmy wow. in there too? Oh, no, I did not have Jimmy. Even though he has a okay. resume now, I don't have Jimmy, man. Yeah, that's and that's fair. And him. and this was this was preseason rankings, and and he's uh, he's he's struggled so far this year. The Heat have 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 not looked great. But so LeBron, getting to LeBron though, I loved your point about switching rosters because I always think that's an important measurement for a player, right? I I no mentioned doubt. it in the Luca section. If you put Luca on that Celtics team and you traded Tatum to the Mavericks, yeah, I the the Celtics have significantly Ooh. more success. Significantly yeah, more. Yeah. And yes. Yes, they would. Hey, and, and, and okay. All right. So now we, we've been in a different ballpark because I think actually if you switch Luca with Tatum, both teams get better. It's a weird one. I, I know you're a Mavericks fan. You know more about that team, the dynamics and the ins and outs more than I do. You watch them almost every time. So I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give the floor to you on that. However, I think the pace picks up. I think he's more complimentary to Kyrie. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know. What's your what's your feelings on that? Yeah, I I do think the Celtics get better with with Luca. Uh, Mavericks getting better with Tatum. You know, I think I think Luca's the better player. I do hear you though in terms of Kyrie and Luca's skill set, having the ball, having the you know the the usage rates. Um, Tatum's a bit better off the ball than than Luca for sure. Um, so I, I see your point. Um, I don't know if I fully would say that they'd be better looking at last year's roster, right? Like okay. you put Tatum on last year's roster, there's no chance. Um, there's no chance they're better, but this year's roster, yeah, I think, maybe is a better year. argument. Okay, no, I was thinking this year. So okay. I got uh, Brian at seven. Uh, no real pushback here. I'm pretty, uh, pretty close to you. Kevin Durant at six. Um, I, I was gonna have him at seven, but I mean, he's put up some some really good stat lines this year. He's looked good this year. I, I can't even lie. I've watched a couple Suns games. He looks really good. Luca five. Okay. I have I have Luca. I do have him top five. Um, last year I had to push him down. Um, he couldn't carry that team to a plan. It matters the same way we talk about Embiid not carrying him to, to Eastern Conference Finals. We got to push him down. I got to do the same with Luca, man. He has dropped significantly for me. Um, there was an argument last year, middle of the year, that hey, is Luca the best player in the world? Is he the best? Is, is, is he up there with, with, with the great freak of being the best player? Um, that was a real conversation. We might have it again. We don't know. But right now, his pace is too slow for me. I don't like how he has 17 setup dribbles and then find, and don't get me wrong, finds a great shot at the end of the shot clock. It happens too often. Stop probing, get the ball moving, reverse the ball. Like, I love that. I love his usage rate. I think they need that usage rate to be good. But in order to really excel, they need a more egalitarian system where everyone's touching the ball. Everyone, there's more equal opportunity for the top two or three guys, not just him probing off high drag screens, probing the baseline, keeping someone on a crab dribble and assessing. Like it's just it it's it's too much for one good look on a three ball. That's just my personal opinion. I, I want more people getting into the paint. I want more paint touches. So. I have Luke at five, man, and I have him beat at four. And again, like you said, you made a great point. It's really close. It's really, really close. Um, so I got him beat four. I got Joel in beat four. He's the reigning MVP. Um, Horford shutting him down last year has really hurt my argument for him being top four. But I got him there because at least he got to the semifinals. At least he got there and got to a game seven in the semifinals. Luke didn't make the play in. I got to give the nod to him beat right now. That can change, okay? It's not that much difference. 
Steph is at three, and it hurts me to do it. I told you a lot of my arguments for Steph being one. Being, being, I still think he could. you could have arguments for him being one. I don't think he's the best player in the world, but there's arguments. There's, there's very good arguments, strong arguments. I have Steph at number three. I have no – there's no one better than my top three. And I know you have Luke at three. To me, Giannis, Jokic, Steph are top three in the world, hands down right now. To me personally, and I know people will push back on Embiid and Luka, and some people will say LeBron. Um, I just don't see it over Steph and what he's done. Uh, so Steph, I got at three, um, and he's killing this year again. Um, okay, so this is where we defer. All right. I have Jokic at two. I have Jokic at two. I have Giannis at one. And I think people know that by now. So Giannis to me, and I'm, not, I'm trying not to be a prisoner of the moment with Jokic because he just won a world title and he pushed up two spots in my mind like he was to me like him Stefan and B with without without his title last year him Stefan and B were all kind of right there to me personally and I was like all right let's see where this kind of turns out and Steph just did amazing things in the playoffs uh, obviously last year by himself with a really rundown team in Jordan Poole um, and did, did everything he could to take his team almost to the West Conference Finals again after a championship year, uh, Embiid flunked out. He's won a title. He's got to push up to two, almost to one. He is there with Giannis. I'm not trying to say it's a big disparity. I'm saying this. I I value two-way players, I think, a little bit more than you. Today's NBA, I know you don't think defense is as valuable as it needs to be. But my thing is this. The Heat averaged less than 100 points in the finals last year. Okay. What happens when they go against the Celtics average 121 points a game, you know, in, 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 in a play? They're going to need stops. down. They never needed stops down the stretch and porn stops down the stretch last year. Um, okay. And I know another one of the things is Jokic's defense has improved some. I actually agree. Okay. I went and I looked at uh, – I watched two games where I saw some people say, hey, his defense got better. By his defense getting better, his hands – he had good anticipatory hands. Like, he anticipated where the ball was going to be on pickups and on post-ups and on drives and on different Euro steps across the neck. And, and he got his hands on the ball more. Um, he rotated a little bit harder. So, it's like, is it an effort thing? What is it? But the guy's got slow feet. The guy can't jump. He's got slow feet. Those are well-known. Okay? It's also well-known this. Okay? Now, it wasn't as bad last year. He was actually top seven. I looked. It was actually top 17 in the league at rim protection last year for centers, which is an improvement because – the four years from 2018 to 2022, this is not a made-up stat. Jokic was 31st in the NBA, all right, 31st. That means it was a backup center that had better rim protection as well. 31st in the NBA at rim protection. So he can't protect the rim well, okay? Would you agree with that? So rim protection. I on on rim protection so i think i one i love the use of the stat um you know i gotta i gotta obviously see it and confirm it myself but i like i like the use of the stat i don't think it's still true though i i think you look at last year's playoff run i don't think that Jonathan, you, that think, necessarily you think he's true. a good defender you think he's a good defender i i think he's i i think he's good to good enough to good oh my yes. god good, good you think he's a good you think you think he's a good defender in this in this league i think he's got 
elite IQ, elite communication. You talk about his anticipation, right? Uh, I think he's able to get steals with his with his quick hands. He knows where the play is going to go. He's he's the number one basketball IQ uh, guy in in the league. Um, I think that he, helps. He, he's he, number one basketball IQ in the league offensively. I believe that. Defensively, I don't believe that. I I think. Oh yeah, Draymond, Draymond, and all. I'm talking overall basketball. So defensive IQ, no, but overall basketball basketball IQ, I think so. All right. So my thing is this. Let's. I'm going to talk Giannis. Why I think Giannis is number one. To me, still, I don't want to be a prisoner of the moment because because Jokic won it last year. Because I mean, Giannis averaged damn 40, 15, and four in the finals I mean, two years ago, um, and won Finals MVP. He's got back to back MVPs. Their resumes are very similar. We we talked about this before the podcast. The resumes are very similar. To me, let me just let, let, me, let me jump right in to set that scene really quickly because I had I had okay. some similar notes and I'm gonna let you get to the Giannis argument. When you talk about how similar these players are, listen to this, okay? They're both 28. They both have two MVPs. They both have Same. one championship and one Finals MVP, right? Since both, 20 back to back MVPs and back to back MVPs, and then since 27 uh, since the 2017 2018 season. Giannis has, has been in two first rounds, two second rounds, one Eastern Conference Finals, and one Finals win. Jokic, one year of no playoffs, one first round, two second rounds, one Western Conference Final, one Finals win. They are, on paper, about as similar as, as you can get. So I think we're splitting hairs here between one and two. My overall argument would be best player Jokic, best two-way superstar Giannis. But I wanted to set that scene. Go ahead okay. and get to your Giannis argument. Okay, so here's what I think. Jokic, to me, I don't think you – I think he's a more – updated, more overall skilled, better shooter, better touch. He has the best touch in the NBA, hands down. He has the best, best touch. Floater. Think, think but, I mean, just touch. Jump hooks, mm -hmm. uh, lean, lean, leaning, uh, leaning jump shots, uh, fades. Uh, he just has such great fingers and touch and just wherewithal of understanding how, how much uh, power a shot needs. Um, my only thing is this. He can't guard. He can't guard. Teams drag him out on high ball screens. They've killed, they've killed the Nuggets for years dragging him out on high ball screens and attacking him and trying to find one-on-ones, hunting him down on one-on-ones and going right at him. They have hunted him down. They attack him when he's in that paint. He don't jump. He does not jump. He just tries to – a lot of his fouls because he can't protect the rim. Go look at why he fouls this year. Guys, watch him this year in the paint defending. He's going to – if someone beats him, he's going to grab, hold because his feet move so slow and he can't elevate. And – he has to rely on poking the ball, anticipate, uh, just in anticipation of poking the ball. He's got slow feet. He can't guard anyone one-on-one. -on -one, anyone one -on -one. However, we haven't seen anything like him since almost like Arvidas Sabonis. We agree on that. Like he's very Arvidas Sabonis-like where they're both from like overseas. They both have great touch. They have great vision, great passing, just unbelievable um, IQ offensively. Um, he runs that trailer spot so well. It's it's uh, It's – I would love to coach him. He runs that you can do so much offense with him when he runs that trailer spot in Jokic. However, Giannis to me is still the best player because of, because of two things. Okay, his stats are out of this world, and his usage rate is right. It's a little bit below. I mean, it's it's very pretty much the same. I looked at this, but Jokic is a slight little tad higher, just a tad. Um, but he is. A, I keep saying this. He is a downhill shack. That's what Giannis is. And I think people are going to say this, and I'm waiting for the shooting argument. No one can be the best player in the world. No one can be the best player in the world if they can't shoot. Okay, granted. Still putting up 32, 13, and 6 while not being able to shoot. 
Everyone's comparing him to a guard. I think that's wrong. He is a big man, all right, in a six foot eleven, seven foot, huge, strong, skinny frame still body. He's a big. He he is a power forward in a modern game. He is the most dynamic, versatile player I've seen in a really, really long time. You he can play the point, shooting guard, small forward, power forward, center. So he can play every position. He can guard every position. He can switch on screens. He can defend in the perimeter, 1v1. He's got the length. He can rim protect. You saw the the, the game-saving block in game six to win the NBA Finals. I mean, it's a play that maybe two players in the history of the game can make while dropping 50 in that game. So it's like the things Giannis can do, you can't find anywhere else the things he can do. Now – I've come to terms with Jokic. There's not anyone else that can do what he does, especially that spindle off the body and, and, and find people. Like he has so many things where not many people the way he can do. And I've agreed. I've come to terms with that, and I've seen it more closer as I've watched him more. Um, I still take Giannis. I still, I still want. He's still to me a guy that is in the MVP conversation every year and the Defensive Player of the Year conversation every single year. I want that guy. That's a guy I want to coach. That's a guy I want on my team. I also think both guys are easy to build around. Okay? I think both guys are easy to build around. Now, here's the thing. Okay? Let's get to this. Jokic. Jokic has the second best star. Jokic has the second best running mate. The, the best running mate next to him. Not. I'm going to tell you this. The Bucks. the Bucks roster construction, besides Drew, I like Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday is a good piece. Good piece. Hey, hey. How many first-round picks, Jonathan? picks they just trade him for i i don't know off the top of my head uh how, how many first picks did the tr- portland trailblazers just get for drew holiday i'll tell you you, you want me, you want to know yeah one in the trade swap now let's talk jamal murray gets traded right now how many first round picks you think they're about to get for jamal murray i i i yeah it'll be more than one it's going to be more than one. Hey, it's going to be three and some players, buddy. It's going to be three and some players, okay? Jamal Murray, all right, how he has performed in the playoffs every time he's in the playoffs is is he's one of the top ten players in the NBA in the playoffs the past five years. Look at his stats, look at his percentages. It's inarguable. It's inarguable what he's done in the playoffs. Yogis has a top 10 guy playoff performer with him in the playoffs. I can actually argue more if you go look at his stats. I can argue more. All right. I don't. Giannis has had Brooke Lopez, Middleton, who we both agree, you've agreed, is one of the worst co stars of all time on on a finals run. You've said that to me personally. I'm using your argument against you here. Okay. And a, and a very, very good Drew Holiday, who, who Drew Holiday's a beast. Don't get me wrong. Another two way guy who I love. Jokic has had, all right, the better running mate. And here's another thing. He's had the better coach. Mike Malone's a better coach. In fact, the Milwaukee Bucks coach is not even coaching the NBA anymore. If we want to talk about guys like Reggie Bullock's not playing on the NBA anymore, like you said, some of the guys aren't playing the NBA for the Lucas team. He's not coaching the NBA anymore, buddy. Um, There's a reason behind that. Um, He failed to make adjustments. He failed to put the uh, proper roster and lineups in at the right times. He failed to to make the better uh, ATOs at the end of games. He, he he hurt them in stretches down in, in multiple playoff runs. To me, you ready for this? If Middleton plays a year after they won the title, he's healthy, 
And they, Giannis took the Celtics, they went to the finals, to seven himself. Himself, dude. Him and Drew Holiday. They win the finals again. I think they go back to back. I think he has two rings without the Middleton injury. Now, you can make the same argument, bro, for Jokic. So that, that Murray was there uh, the year they got gentlemen swept by uh, Steph's, Steph's Warriors. Then maybe they can make a run that year. That can be their first, and then last year is their second. I can see that argument too. But to me, Jokic has a better running mate, the better coach, and the better system. That is why I still think Greek is the best. I think as long as they get the proper roster construction around him, we'll see how the Dame Lillard thing works. And we'll see how Adrian Griffin works. So far, he has not looked good. Um, but they're trying to gain chemistry. Um, we'll see how it goes, man. I still got Greek number one because of the things that he can do, his versatility. Um, he can't shoot? Fine. He's still averaging 32 on an efficient 57% shooting, man. Um, so to shoot to gain those numbers just six months ago you said he was the best player in the world now the ring changes things and i understand that i get it so you give me your Jokic reasons why i know you okay. have them locked and loaded so so let me just let me just go on the Giannis points that you made um okay i agree with i agree with a lot of them some of them i want to i want to maybe correct uh at least from my point of view so go you ahead. mentioned his versatility and uh I I agree, and I think in the NBA GM survey earlier this year, Giannis was uh, voted most versatile defensive player in the league, and also the most versatile player generally. I agree with hey, that. Hey, hey guys, he was also voted by uh, he was also voted by ESPN, still number one player in the world this year. Just putting that was, out there. Go ahead. He was also voted as the number one player for NBA players as of April of last year. So, but. Uh, and I'm gonna get to some of these for my Jokic argument. Um, your your point about Jokic have a better having a better running mate and a better roster construction. I think that's only true this year, and here's why. La- or last year, yes, an argument, but last year's Bucks. Middleton had, as the number two is better. Middleton is the number two. They had, but but listen, they had Lopez, who's an elite defender. You had Drew Holiday, who the players voted on as the number one defensive player in the NBA. The players voted Drew Holiday as the number one defensive player in the NBA. And then you have Middleton. So you have a big four. By, 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 the, by the way, Drew's not the best defensive player in the NBA. It's, it, it's Giannis. Go ahead. I, I, I'm it's not going to disagree with you. I, I actually do agree with you. But the players, I mean, I think there's, there's some enough. value in NBA players seeing this. So to say no, Drew no, Holiday sure. isn't near or comparable to Jamal Murray may or may not be true, but I think we're downplaying just how good Drew is and how good the Bucks had a roster, maybe up until they were maybe cooked last year, right? But um, I think it's unfair to act like Jokic has had a squad around him for the last three or four years when we already talked about it in 2021. He, his roster was him and nobody because Murray, uh, Porter Jr., et cetera, were hurt. So, and now let okay. me just let me just say on Middleton, I, while I agree that Middleton isn't a top number hey, two option hey, on the hey, final hey, team. Hey, hey, I'm sorry. I want to push back real quick. One more point about Drew versus, um, versus Jamal Murray as the best running mate. Okay. I'm just going to put out facts. Ready? Jamal Murray. Okay. Playoffs. 28 points a game, six rebounds, six assists. All right. You ready for this? 90-40-40. Okay. Drew Holiday. Career playoff stats. Okay. 17, 6, and 4. You want to go last three years? Because because the last three years are eerily similar to both those stats. 
so the the challenge though is Murray is a different player, right? Murray is an offensive guy. Um, I understand. You, You're right. You talk about right Drew Holiday is is a two way player, right? Uh, he's a two way player, so um, he's going to have a different impact, right? He's going to be more distributing. He's going to be more defensive. Murray is a guy who's going to go get you a bucket, right? Sure. And um, so yeah, Murray's better. But I think all I wanted to pr- to say there was that I think we're downplaying. Giannis's help if we say Middleton's a bum, um, you know, Holiday's a bum, I, I, and Lopez is a bum. I'm not saying like, Middleton's a bum. I'm saying Middleton as your second guy. It's okay. I, I guess I'm saying this, Jonathan. I guess I'm saying this. Let's go to the swap. Let's go. Hey, let's go to the swap. <laughs> Put Murray on the Bucks with Giannis. Give Jokic Middleton. You ready for this? All right. I, I'm curious what y'all think. We should actually do a quiz on this. Okay, on their championship years, Giannis won a championship, Finals MVP, Jokic won a championship, Finals MVP. Swap their two guys out, okay? Swap Milton, all right, and swap um, Murray. You put Murray, all right, over there with the Bucks, and put Middleton with the Nuggets. Let's put Middleton with the Nuggets, okay? Denver win that title still with Middleton as their number two. Does the Bucks win a title still? with Jamal Murray as the number two. I think the Bucks do. I do not think. I do not think at all the Denver Nuggets win that world title with Middleton as the number two. I don't, man. I, I, I think he's one of the worst number twos of all time on a finals team. Maybe I'm wrong. I got to look through the history books. Um, my issue with agree, that, though. though, my issue with that is you talk about Middleton as number two, but also a holiday is kind of a number two. So you got kind of two maybe lower tier number two guys. They're... Their top Drew four, Holiday though, again. was hey, very hey, good. Okay. Drew Holiday again, 17, 6, and 5 in the playoffs, guys. Or 17, 6, and 6 in the playoffs. If and that's would, your number two, okay. I would almost argue, though, that I don't know if I would even want to swap Middleton in Murray. I mean, this argument where maybe you want to bring over Holiday for, for Murray because now think about oh, that yeah. Denver team. You've got Jokic manning an offense, right? And then on defense, you've got... Um, You've got Aaron Gordon, KCP, Drew Holiday, uh, Jokic. That team is now is now a, a elite two way team because Holiday is going to be worse scorer than than Murray. But you've got guys who can play both ways in an offense manned by Jokic. I don't think it changes anything. I still think they win that title. Okay. Um, also, so, here's one more thing. Uh, last thing. Uh, Jamal Murray, twenty playoff games last year, averaged twenty eight seven. Six and two. 28, 7, 6, and 2. I'm going to give you his percentages. On 90, on 90, 47, and 40. Jamal Murray was lights out last year. I'm not taking any way, anything away from Jokic. I'm not taking anything away because Milton had some big, uh, some big shots, some big games in the finals too. But he also, hey, hey, he also was nowhere to be seen in finals games and nowhere to be seen in playoff games. Like Jamal Murray is more consistent than Middleton. Like, so. He's a better player. The, yeah. It's not even close. It's really not yeah. even close. But so, I, I know what you mean. I, I get the arguments. Um, it's nip and tuck, man. It's kind of preference almost still at this it, point because the resumes are so ir- similar. Um, it's not as much of an – I mean, last year I don't think it was an argument. Um, I, I pushed back so much two years ago because two years ago, I think you saw what I saw in Giannis in 2019 from Jokic two years ago. Mm-hmm. You were like – you see, you saw flashes. Like, I, I, I don't know. I was always attracted to – 
um, watching the Bucks games because of how they played and how amazing he was of a player. And I think you get to watch those Giannis games. Um, I mean, excuse me, those Jokic games, and you saw flashes where you, you were like, I think he's the best player. I just think it was premature. The same way I think in 2019, if I said it, it'd be premature. Like for me I to say that. I think that's I think that's fair. And now, it, it, and I think you're exactly right. And as you were talking, it really feels like for us, I prefer Jokic as number one, but you prefer you prefer Giannis, and I think that's okay. Now, let me give me you my Jokic uh, reasonings and and push Go back ahead. a little yeah, bit yeah. on some of your on your Jokic kind of downsides. So sure when we talk about the resumes, they're so similar, right? So you have to go to either style of play preferences to player surveys, GM surveys. So let me hit you with some points that kind of support my argument. Steve Kerr, right? One of the great basketball minds, been around MJ, been around, you know, Steph Curry, recently go called ahead. Jokic the best player in the league. And he coaches Steph, who okay. you call potentially best player in the league, right? This is Steve Kerr with a top three or four player on his roster saying no doubt. Jokic no is doubt. that guy. You got, yeah, yeah. you got guys like, um, you, you got rankings from all kind of, you know, you mentioned ESPN, but you look at Ringer, you look at some of these other ones, right? Tim Lego recently said, there's no more debate. He's the best and smartest player in the league, right? The, the players voted Giannis and Jokic, top two players, right? So again, we're splitting hairs, but I'm going to go into a couple, couple really good things that I think he does on the floor and then statistics, right? Statistics. Go ahead. When you talk about eye tests, that's one thing. And I think you get into preferences on eye tests. But when you talk sure. about translating to wins and translating to your performance on the court, Jokic has mm -hmm. led the NBA the last four years in basically every stat, plus minus, Adv win shares, advanced analytics, PER, right? advanced stats, everyone. So, and then you got he's got he's the best passer in the game. He's got the best floor. You mentioned touch, right? Um, runs one of the best offenses. Elite screener. His vision. He does all these things, right? Also, also has one of the best coach, and he's in uh, a perfect system for him. I would argue no, th you those things all are connected and correlate to each other. That's in, that's in, fair. In my mind. But you mentioned Steph as a system. I agree. Steph is the best system, individual system in the league. I would argue Jokic is second on that list for me. So, uh, yeah, can, I agree. Can, I agree. I, I, no, 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 no. I, I agree. I agree. So, and then, there, you know, you there, there, believe it or not, there's an argument for like, I can't believe I'm saying this. Like, there's an argument for LeBron still. I swear, I still think it's an argument for LeBron. But still amazing, but, yeah. But, but but yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree. Go and ahead. And now I think I think the biggest thing that I have to address here is the defense. And I think that you know it sucks. There's been it sucks. <laughs> see, I disagree. There's been there's been articles and and deep dives here about you know Jokic's defense and and you know your opinion. I won't I won't disagree. You know you can do your thing. I I don't agree personally. But so here's a couple things. Last year's finals run, he was never a liability on that end of the floor. And here's a couple stats to prove it, all right? Last year in pick and roll, right, you said you've always talked about how you would get him in pick and roll and just attack him, right? The NBA tried that. He was in 40 pick and roll. He defended 40 pick and rolls per game last year. That's eight more than any other player over the course of the playoff run, right? Sure. It, against pick and roll, he was better on points per possession than Jaron Jones Jr., Draymond, and Anthony Davis. Okay, like, so you talk about results. They tried it; they didn't get ahead. the results. So he was good enough to do that. All right, that, wait—that's one stat. And then sure. in the finals, right in the NBA finals, he's one of five players in NBA history to have ten defensive rebounds, three blocks, and three steals. The other four—that doesn't impress me. That doesn't impress me because the Heat were laying bricks nonstop. They didn't even score hundred in the whole series. But go ahead, go ahead. The, but having said that, think about this: the other four: KD, Tim God, Duncan. That's 
That's fair. But, I mean, what can you do, God, right? You can only yeah, play they, the, the... I know, I know. I mean, that's, I know. A, that's a testament of the Celtics or the Sixers, right? If we're going to blame the Heat for being there, like, who should have been there? No, right? I know, you got to knock know, those guys and those the, teams. The East. East. Exactly. So now, wait, a couple other stats. He statistically was better in drop than Embiid last year's playoff statistically. And then Jimmy Butler, you know, we always say, you know, dribble handoffs, you know, would be something that you could get him in space, right? Have him defending with his slow feet, according to you, right? He... He guarded LeBron last year in the Western Conference Finals on 11 possessions, right? After uh, oh, dribble handoffs it's, it's or, or pick and rolls. I, I gave you probably a good three points. Maybe good stats. Yeah, dude, dude, it's such a small sample size. You, you can't count that. I need a season sample size. All right, so let me give you seasons sample size. You ready? Okay. All right, so because I got stats in front of me online. I'm about to send you the link. All right. I agree he had moments where he played better defense last year in the playoffs. In the playoffs. Okay, you give me your stats, fine, whatever. I don't think he's a good defender. I think he's slow feet. I don't think he has effort, all right? And I don't think he, it's that important to him, all right? The next thing is this. Let's talk rim protection. I don't hey, agree. Rim, rim protection, rim protection, all right, is to me personally the single most, most invaluable form of defense is rim protection and then on-ball defense. That's me. And then third is gap is – gap, uh, it's just uh, making sure you're in your gap zones. My thing is this. From 2018 to 2022, and we're going to see this year what it looks like this year, okay? So we'll, we'll figure out if it's really improving or he had, um, or if he had a skewed year, okay? Where We'll put an asterisk next to it. From 2018 to 2022, he was giving up at the rim on rim protection 68.5%, which is a record for a four-year span from any center ever, ever, okay? Among among centers defending 10 shots per game, 51 qualify, all right? It was the worst in the NBA for a four-year stretch. That's how bad his defense was. The worst all-time historically, okay? There's only – now, let's go all-time, including last year, okay? There's only six centers that have given up a, a higher field goal percentage at the rim than Nikola Jokic. I'm going to name them. LaMarcus Aldridge, my boy, build him a statue, Laurie Markkinen. He's not that guy. And he's Cantor and Cody Zeller. Those are the only five, all right, over eight years, over an eight-year span that gave up a higher percentage rim protection than Jokic. Those are facts. These are facts, okay? Now, my also thing is this, all right, he can't move his feet, man. And anytime you blow by him, he holds you and stops the possession with a foul. Smart. I get it. I want you all to really watch Jokic's defense this year. Watch him for the entire Don't watch the ball. Watch Jokic. Watch Jokic. And, guys, I also want you to go back and do this. Anyone's watching this, I dare you. Go watch game two. Game two of the Minnesota Timberwolves versus Denver Nuggets. Last year in the playoffs where he was a great defender. Go watch game two, the totality of game two. Totality of game two, Minnesota Timberwolves versus the Denver Nuggets. And you tell me if you think he's a good defender. You tell me because I'm telling you right damn now. I know he had moments. I know he, he progressed and improved. I know the analytics show. He, sometimes sometimes the analytics can be a little misleading because guys just miss shots. Just miss shots that they normally, they normally make. Um, like that 11 possessions where he's in drop covers, you know, allowed three points, LeBron. Give me a break, dude. LeBron probably just uh, LeBron probably just missed or made a good pass where another guy missed. Like, 
I bet you they got good shots off that drop coverage. I bet you it wasn't highly contested. I bet you the chest wasn't on and he's in a low defense stance. I, I almost guarantee it. I'd love to see the 11 possessions. I'd love to see the 11 possessions because I just almost want to guess it's just LeBron having to miss a high-quality shot. And I think that's what most of it is. Um, people missing high-quality shots against him at the rim, more so than ever. Now, don't get me wrong. I do think people in the drop coverage, I think they switched. Mike Malone is smart. There is one thing that I did check out before I came on here today. They switched up their coverages. So usually on the drop, all right, people were kind of crab dribbling so much, all right, that they that they didn't put your chest on once they, once they trail you in the high drag screens, all right, and they would just kind of keep a distance because they, they didn't want you to stop kind of like what Trey Young does and just draw that foul from behind with that defender behind. But last year they switched it over. They said, hey, we'd rather you go to the line more all right, then it, and, and we want to stay connected on the hip on the trail. All right, allow him to be felt when he goes and attacks Jokic. I think that helped Jokic a little bit. I'm not taking away from, from what he did last year, but I think that just playing in their hip on drop coverage a little bit more last year, the Denver Nuggets switched to helped a little bit. And that's again a testament to Coach Malone and, and some of the little small things that not a lot of people see. Um, but yeah, man, I still don't think he's a good defender. He, he, I, I'd have to see it again this year. And if he did it this year, I will switch. I, I'm, I'm, I'm dripping in objectivity. I will switch. Okay. Um, and, and, so, and, 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 and further my argument um, for him. But I don't see it. I don't think he's good. I think, I think the totality of his defensive stats, which are terrible, historically terrible, are who he is, not last year. We'll see if he can duplicate it. Um, so you all make the call you, out there. You talk about long-term defensive stats though right every year that he's been in the league and on the nuggets the defense has been better with him on the floor except for one year right so you talk about some of the stats like lebron sample size right you know as well as anyone if your guards don't play defense that puts a lot of pressure now on your back line right your back line defenders Jokic yeah. isn't blocking shots he's not he's not getting up like Giannis, right that at the same time you talk about don't judge Giannis, you know based on his shooting i would argue don't don't judge Jokic based on his ability to block shots at the rim. That's hey, not hey, fair. That's fair. not but, who but, he is. But, but he's a center. Sure. What expecting you to do. Uh, now, he doesn't have to because he is so special offensively. He is so special offensively. But yes. um, I do believe you still have to play defense. I believe – I still believe in, in – shoot, not old school, but you still have to get – stops consistent string of stops down the stretch to win games i believe I, in that but i'm arguing right. but i'm arguing that in the playoffs they did that 16 games right or they actually played 21 games right that's a quarter of the season a quarter of an nba season right you talk about in the finals the miami heat shot 37 percent of the rim now okay maybe it's the the heat weren't just that good right but you got talk about a guy like jimmy butler was interviewed during the finals of Jokic's defensive impact talking about he's a hellish defender right he makes guys make decisions in the paint he uses his 6 11 7 foot frame with a seven foot three body, right? He's built like, you know, he's he's not he's not Shaq you're strong and Shaq muscle, but he's Shaq size, right? He's humongous, right? And he makes cool. defenders are we talking strength, Jokic to Shaq right now? Is that is that? I'm talking about size, of body size, and ability to you know be a big presence in the paint. Uh, you know he doesn't block shots, right? But he makes guys make decisions in the paint that are uh, maybe suboptimal, right? And I think yeah, you I saw think those results stunts. in the I think, finals. I, I think he stunts at people um, and, and gets them, and can maybe get them to hesitate on a, on a move, a shot, a pass. 
I, I get that. I don't think that's special. I think anyone can do that. Um, now the time he's not a special defender. It, he's a good defender. He, he, no, he's not. He's not a good defender. He is historically bad. His offense makes up for it. The system makes up for it. His second running mate makes up for it. His historically amazing offense covers for his historically bad defense. That's I what don't I think, think it's historically happening. bad, but I think it, that's it, where we're I, different. It, I have facts. I have facts that say he's historically bad for a four and eight year run. Last year he improved. He last year he improved. He did. He and I'm not taking that away from him. Can he duplicate it? Can he do it consistently? Um, so. I think that's where I'm at. Um, and we can – guys, give us comments. Tell us what you think of the list. Tell us where your list is. Tell us where you think these people should be. Um, do you still have uh, Giannis 1? Did you ever have Giannis 1? Um, guys, hey, listen, this is the scary part. I, I think people still have LeBron top two or three. Um, a lot of people. Like I, I was talking to someone this morning in my gym. Two of the three people I was talking about, hey, who's your top player in the league? LeBron. I was like, all right, I'm not even going to speak to this person. Uh, and I go to the next person, LeBron. So, like, a lot of stand, a lot of LeBron stands are going to chime in. But if you really look at it objectively in 2023, um, I don't think LeBron can be in there. But tell us where you guys are at with all this. Um, listen, it's our second episode, and we both had the top, same top 11, basically, which is unreal. Um, differing one or two spots. I like all your takes. Um I think I only thing I push back on is a little bit on the Jokic Greek and definitely on Stefan Luca. Definitely. Um, I I mean, listen, we pretty much had very similar things. Uh, is there? All right. So check me out. I got one last question for you. Okay. Who is the next player? Okay. That's not in our top 11, not in our top 11. Okay. Mm-hmm. In the top seven. I for me it's an easy one. Talk to me, Anthony Edwards. You think so? I do. Uh well, okay. Why? Curious. So that's not in the top eleven. I would say Shea is is above him, but he was in my top eleven. So I think I think he's taken a step forward this year. I think his USA basketball experience, where he was the best player, is going to propel him. I think he's got a skill set where he can he can do it all, right? I mean, he can get to okay. the rim, he can dunk, he can mid range, he can shoot threes, he can he can distribute. There was a time, uh, actually, recently they were playing. Who was it? Maybe the Suns. I'm forgetting the exact team. Um, mm-hmm. He had five fouls for the last few minutes and was guarding. Uh, I want to say it was Booker or someone. I, I could be misremembering, okay. but basically took on the challenge. I, I think his his two-way game he's stepping into it he's embracing it i think he's going to be the lead of that of that team i sure. really like his game i think he's that next guy okay how about hey, you question um so for me personally ja. i think ja is going to come back listen this guy hates ja because he doesn't want anyone on luca's little pedestal level all right so he's and and espn really tried to push ja over luca like two years ago i remember it i i agreed with you that they should was, be doing it was that. weird but he's both now on our top 11 list. And if I really had to choose, there's not too many to choose from. If I really had to choose someone that really I think could propel and, be, and get people talking like he's top five, he's top six, I do think it's Ja. Um, so, but, so where do you have Ja? And you're, do you have him top 15? No, I don't. I don't. What? I think, I, so a little bit of it is, you know, he's missed a lot of time, both, you know, injuries and, and, you know, disciplinary issues. Um, I think, 
I think he's exciting. I think he makes a lot of exciting plays. I don't think he's done it consistently enough. You know, I, I think there was a time last year or two years ago where he made amazing defensive blocks, right? Just, I mean, absolutely out of this world defensive plays. Right. But he's not a good defender, right? And I think he gets credit for being like the opposite he's of Jokic, like, he, right? He's where like Allen Iverson, where like you get three steals a game and think he's a good defender, but he's not. It, Exactly. And he gets a great block or two where right. he makes an amazing interception, right? right? And, and you think, you know, he's, he's great and he's not. Statistically, he's a, he's a horrible defender. Um, you know, so uh, for me, I think I need to see him prove it. He's got to be healthy. He's got to be on the court. He's got to be a leader for that team. And I think, you know, his disciplinary actions for me really holds him back. I, I also um, think now, fantastic hey, player. I just want to say, uh, we're going back to like, who's your running mate? Your running mate is, is Bain and Dylan Brooks. And don't even, Bain, Bain's a nice player. He's stepping into a really nice role for them. Um, but Dylan Brooks and, and Jaron Jackson, and I don't think he's ever had the pieces to even make a, a considerable good run. Or, like, he needs – people need complimentary play, uh, pieces. Michael Jordan needed Scottie Pippen. LeBron needed Wade and, and, and Irving and, and, and Anthony Davis and, and all these other guys. Like, it, stars and superstars need complimentary stars with them. They do, man. It, it, it's, it's proven throughout the history of the, of the game. It's nothing against them. They all need some – everyone needs – help um but i think jaw i think jaw got just a, a, a better two guy next to him that he could maybe push them to somewhere to like a west Conference finals sneaky west Conference finals run maybe that can maybe make you think oh maybe he's top seven guy because he's number one on a top four or final four team so i mean that's just my thought process when i was thinking about him um uh besides that man i have one more question for you sneak question okay Who's the worst player in the NBA right now? Oh, wow. Who you got? Wow. The worst. Who's the worst player? Is it Reggie? Uh, oh, man. Uh, whew. All right. I got to – that's a great question. <laughs> I got to do a bit of a bit of research here. Um, whew. All right, who do you got? Give me – buy me some time here. Who do you got? Okay. They say <laughs> – this guy asked for $200 million. This is a real thing. This guy asked for $200 million. Okay. Patrick Williams of the Chicago Bulls is having a historically bad year. Like historic this year. He he had like a he did a podcast where he asked for 200 mil. Like was like, I'm worth 200 mil. And he's averaging like seven on like 25% shooting this year. But the past three years, he has been. And this is – he has been analytically the worst player on the NBA court the end, for the past two years, analytically, the worst player in the NBA. That's Patrick Williams. That's what they have him as. Um, now, um, you could put in guys like – dude, like, um, for instance, uh, how many times – what's the center from the, the backup center for the Heat that just was – Cody Zeller, you could put shit, dude. You could put the Ze the Zellers in there, man. You, you, you can. Hey, hey, you could put Camposa. You know Camposa. You can get him in there. Um, there's a lot of guys you can get in there, but um, I Camposa's out of the league. Is he so, out of the league? Uh, he would be if he was in the okay. league. Yeah, he's he's overseas. Um, so, uh, listen, dude. There, there's there's talks of like he's had a good year this year, so I don't think it's it's him. Uh, Killian Hayes, the past few years has been his, terrible. Terrible. Um, but if if I really had to go with someone, you ready for this? If I really had to go for someone, uh, that's just terrible. Kendrick Nunn, dude. Fucking trash. Kendrick Nunn. 
Kendrick Nunn is so bad. I, it's it's insanity. He's bad. You know, I've been I've been I've been pretty low on uh, Killian Hayes. Um, he, you know, it's it's funny because I've been texting a Detroit Piston fan um, buddy of mine, and we like Sasser, right? Marcus oh, Sasser. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I think he's good, and, and Hayes obviously has has better defense. But Hayes has these moments this year where he's going for twenty one six and yeah, five, yeah, yeah. right? But then the next game he'll shoot zero of nine and, and look like barely an NBA player. So yeah, I'm very curious. I think I'd like to see Detroit maybe switch that up and put Hayes to the bench and try someone like Sasser or Burks uh, in that two guard. I think Pistons could maybe be a little bit better, but you got to kind of go with Hayes because the upside is there. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't dislike your your list. <laughs>